Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NCAA Tournament underway. They're at the half wherever West Virginia and Maryland are playing. I have to assume it's in Orlando because that's where CBS is, and I believe CBS follows Duke uh, like... I don't know. Like, I follow Brian Geisinger on Twitter, at BGeis underscore Bird. He joins us, Pack Pride, Devil's Den, Streaking the Lawn. He writes uh, about every ACC school and probably a bunch of others I don't even know about. And he joins us to talk a little hoops. So let me ask you this, Brian Geisinger. Is Oral Roberts the only team standing between Duke and the Final Four? <laughs> It's funny. You're not. You're definitely not the only one to uh, to, to like at least uh, in half jest considered that. Uh, no, I don't think they're the only team. But it's <laughs> a pretty tough uh, first round. Uh, yep. First round opponent. Um, I mean, I know Duke has, has played very well for the last month or so. But man, yeah, that is a uh, a tough you know championship caliber team with an NBA you know, guard running its offense right? That, that's been in college for a long time too. So yeah, that is tough to see. And, you know, it's going to be up to certainly a team effort, but it'll be a big opportunity for uh, Tyrese Proctor probably to guard the ball and for, uh, you know, Derek Lively to be mobile, active, guarding pick and roll, shut down the rim and stay out of foul trouble. All of that uh, has happened for the most part over the nine game winning streak, including the three at the ACC tournament, Brian Geisinger is joining us. A couple of years ago, uh, Duke wasn't in the NCAA tournament. Oral Roberts was, and they got to the Sweet 16. Again, I'm, people, you think Oral Roberts, yeah, they're no problem. No, this team has won a ton of games this, this year. What Max, uh, I guess it's pronounced Amos, um, he's a really, really good player. He's the guy you reference with the ball. What is the challenge of stopping him? Is Proctor up to it? I think Proctor has as good of a shot as just about anybody, you know, short of, uh, you know, Reese Beekman from Virginia or, or Jalen Clark from UCLA, who's, um, who unfortunately is hurt right now. But these are the, you know, the elite sort of on ball point of attack defenders that we have in, in, in the college game. And, you know, Proctor is not the steals machine that those guys are, as, as you and I have discussed, Gold, but he's just, he's very good at, at keeping the ball in front. Um, uh, you know, keeping contact with the guys that he's guarding on or off the ball and using his length. Um, and he's going to need that because he's going to be at, you know, speed disadvantage. Um, and so he's going to have to lean on screen navigation, his length, and, and knowing that Lively is, you know, floating around to, um, you know, put out any potential fires. But uh, Amos, like, he is a guy that has big-time range. He can really shoot it yeah. from off the dribble from way out. So, like, his, you know, I'm not sure Proctor has necessarily seen a guy quite like this. I mean, he did a great job against Terquavion Smith, who maybe that can sort of, uh, you know, serve as a, a facsimile of sorts. But 
I mean, the last time Proctor saw Smith and Cameron, that was, you know, it, Turk's been in a bit of a slump for a while now. So, you know, maybe not the, as opposed to Amos, who's playing at a, you know, a very, very high level. It really has been for several years now. Look, Oral Roberts is not afraid to launch threes. I mean, Amos has taken over 300 of them <laughs> this year. Uh, he has yeah. made 117 threes. I'm not sure Duke as a team has made 117 threes. He's made 117 on his own. But Duke has been generally good at guarding the three-point line. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got they've got a lot of length around the perimeter. Uh, guys like Mark Mitchell, guys like Tyrese Proctor um, on the ball. And having a guy like Lively that gives you the kind of versatility because he's so – because of his size and his mobility – you can do a lot of different things with him. I mean, we, the Pittsburgh game in Cameron uh, two months ago, they used him to switch and to have Derek Lively go out and switch on on guys like Jamarius Burton, Nelly um, Cummings, like, you know, big-time off-dribble pull-up shot makers. Against NC State, they used Derek Lively to play above the level of the screen and sort of show on those, on those ball screens a little bit. And, you know, I mean, Jarkel had a big game shooting in Cameron – making some really tough shots, Jarkel Joyner, that yeah. is. But they did a nice job against Terquavion Smith. And so having a guy like Lively, um, you know, they just keep putting more and more responsibility on that guy's plate. And so far, like, he continues to, especially the last, you know, six, six eight weeks, like, he just continues to handle everything. Um, as long as he can be on the court, they can really make some of this, some of the stuff that Oral Roberts wants to get to uh, tough. So it's a, it's a collective team effort. And I think one of the things that's gone under the radar with Duke this season is because, like, because they want to play lively closer to the level of the screen, they need guys on the backside to, to rotate and to make plays and to be synced up. And I think Mark Mitchell has really yeah. started to, like, come along as, like, a backside help defender. Um, he saved a couple layups against Baycott yeah, uh, during the that. final game against UNC. He had a big save. It was either the Miami or the, the UVA game, uh, the ACC tournament in Greensboro. And so it's just been cool to see that light bulb sort of come on for him as a guy that can kind of like put out, you know, put out fires um, when they pop up um, and help as needed on the backside of the defense. All right. Before, before I move on to, uh, to state, what is the key for Duke advancing apart from, you know, d- defense? Cause we know defense is their bread and butter what is the key to duke advancing and how far do you think they go i think they can go really far um i i don't know quite i think uh i mean i think some people are picking them all the way to the final four and yep. like they're they're in a, a quadrant that i think they could uh or they're in a part of the bracket that it, it really does look like um the, the path is maybe there and they're playing so well so i can i can see why people are are trending that are pushing or thinking like oh hey maybe the stars are lining up um for me though i would really need to see duke's offense i think jump a little bit more before i felt like really comfortable putting them there um as as a team that's like you know you feel really comfortable about <laughs> right. getting to the to the final four um but obviously the offense has been playing better recently so for them to get past or roberts for them to um continue to make a deep run I think it really hinges on like Filipowski offensively. Um, I mean, he's going to put up numbers. He's going to, um, 
you know, he's going to get points in the interior. But, you know, if he has a hot stretch shooting from deep, that changes the game. If he continues to unlock things for other guys with his ability to uh, to draw double teams, yeah. his ability to force help in the middle of the court, his ability to be a, you know, a pick and pop and a short roll partner for Jeremy Roach, like those guys have been so good on those empty corner looks. Um and then certainly like the high low stuff that they that they want to do with him either as a finisher or as a passer. Um so I think just think Filipowski, like he's the he's the guy that probably forces help the most as far as like what what opposing defenses have to worry about. And so again, I think if the offense is gonna continue to trend upward and, and therefore perhaps get Duke for a deep postseason run like they need everybody. There's no one guy. I think that's been obvious for this team um, for a while now. Like it is, they need the blend. Right. But Filipowski is the one guy that can really, really create advantages for them with his work as a as a screener and um, like an interior uh, scorer. All right, let's move on to NC State. Brian Geisinger now with Pack Pride uh, <laughs> at Big Guys <laughs> underscore Bird. Um, I didn't like the way they exited the ACC tournament. I really wish that their defense had been more consistently good of late. I still think that if they can defend in the half court like I know they're capable, I think they're a dangerous team here. Tell me about uh, their keys, and what do you think about Creighton? Yeah, um, as far as State goes, I just wish the offense could get, I don't know, like a little bit more – a little bit more movement, a little bit more randomness. Um, you know, I think defensively they had some, you know, shortcomings uh, with some of those late season Clemson games, but it was for me, the, the loss to Clemson uh, in Greensboro was like a kind of a tough pill to swallow. Like goal they against Virginia tech, literally their most efficient offensive game of the season. And one day yeah. later, literally their least efficient offensive game of the season in that game against the third game against Clemson, it comes, you know, a couple of weeks or, you know, a week or two after the the senior day matchup in Raleigh. And it was the same thing. Like, yeah. It was just the same thing. It was just watching the same slow moving, you know, uh, accident for the, the second time in two weeks or whatever. And I think for a team like Clemson that can gap up and, 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 you know, clog up the paint and force guys like Smith and Joyner to have to get hot and shoot from over the top and is going to force D.J. Burns to try to go one-on-one and, and stay out of rotation. Um, I just think the math immediately, unless one or both of Smith and Joyner are, are, are humming, um, all of a sudden the math is so tilted um, against NC State. And I do worry about that a little bit with Creighton. Um, they've been known, I think, under – uh, under um, Greg McDermott as like a offensive first team, like yeah. a, like a three point shooting juggernaut, and I mean they are that. They're top twenty five in you know, uh-huh. offensive efficiency. The forty two percent of their shots are threes this year, but they're also a very good defensive team. Um, they have a guy Ryan Kalkbrenner at center. Uh, who's the two-time defensive player of the year in the Big East. Uh, I don't know if he maybe should have won that this year. I would have given it to uh, Oso Igadaro from uh, Marquette. But Kalkbrenner is a guy that they use in drop coverage, right? He sinks as deep in the paint as you're going to see any center guard pick and roll in college basketball. It's kind of like if you watch Brooke Lopez with the Bucks 
Like he's so far deep in the paint. Um, and so they want to force you into taking off dribble mid-range twos, which I think plays into, and this is what I'm worried about, <laughs> a bad habit of NC State's offense. It's what State so likes. Something <laughs> yeah, something we've seen flare up. And Creighton is also an elite defensive rebounding team, uh-huh. and they don't foul. And so State has won games this season, not as like a, a you know, they don't get to the line that often, but they're no. a pretty good offensive rebounding team, and State doesn't turn the ball over. So they just won the possession game by taking like 10 more shots per game than their opponents have. And it's going to be tougher to achieve that against Creighton. And Creighton is just most likely going to be creating more efficient shots on the other side of the court. Like Creighton's defense uh, opponents are have like under 30% of the field goals this season against Creighton's defense have been threes. And on the other side, 42% of Creighton's shots <laughs> right. have been threes. They get to the rim their stat profile looks like what, you know, an NBA team is trying to do. Creighton gets to the rim and shoots kickout threes. And defensively, they take, they run you off the line, and they have Colt Brenner in the paint. So they force you into taking a lot of a tough mid-range twos. And so I just hope, um, you know, State is not just solely depending on Smith and Joyner to get hot and, and make jumpers because um, that can work like that. That totally can. Those dudes are yeah. incredible basketball players and they can take Creighton and all Creighton's good players and all that math and they can just throw it right out the window. If both of those guys get cooking. But um, my hope is that state has, has some stuff sort of like lined up to go at Colt Brenner um, in the drop coverage and go at this sort of like conservative defense and, um, in, in you know, I think I think State can do an okay job guarding them. Um, though I do have some concerns there, but but really I sort of worry about uh, State getting caught in the gears of uh, of Creighton's defense right now. Yeah, look, um, it it almost looks to me like Creighton is a better version of NC State of, of what they want to do. Uh, neither team ne- they, neither team turns it over a lot. Right, Creighton yeah. is Creighton doesn't force a lot of turnovers. State forces more, but neither team turns it over a lot. They're both really yeah. good at taking care of the ball. Uh, Creighton's a better three point shooting team than NC State is, but I think they're both uh, more than capable three point shooting teams. Just looks like Creighton's is a, a, just a better version of it. Uh, but I think that if State can defend at a high level, I think that they can impact the game and maybe get a transition game going. Uh, which I'm um, uh, certainly counting on. By the way, uh, Virginia's, I think, got a like a seven-point lead. What is it? No, it's a five-point lead at the half, 32-27 over Furman. Uh, real quick on the other three ACC schools before I let Brian Geisinger go. Um, v- UVA's chances in this event are what? Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I think they, re- I think like Virginia's very good. I think it really depends on Caden Shedrick continuing to play well. Thought he had a nice tournament in Greensboro, hit a nice first half against Furman today. 
having a guy like that that profiles as you know potentially an NBA center with his, with his size and right. ability to play above the rim and his ground coverage gives them a different look. I just worry that the offense is not quite there, and uh, and I don't think Beekman, Reese Beekman, they're you know I think he's their best player. You know I don't think he's been fully healthy since the hamstring injury against JMU back in you know December whenever that was. So. For me, it would just be like, can Shedrick raise the floor of their defense enough to get it to play like a top, you know, whatever unit? Um, I just think ultimately they're going to be undone by their, by their, like the inability to be, uh, to, to really defend at, at that elite sort of like, you know, usual Virginia level. Right. The offense isn't there to sort of like bolster, um, bolster that. All right, Miami. I think it just depends on Norchad O'Meara. Like, I, you know, it's so like reductive to to go down that path. But like, the, they have one of the best five man lineups in the country. So does yep. Creighton, by the way. Um, but without O'Meara, you know, their numbers really fall off the table. And he's an important player for them on both sides of the court. His foot speed, guarding pick and roll as they want to do, usually aggressively, like trapping and hedging those screens. His ability to rebound. And then they have two probably NBA guards in the backcourt with with uh, Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack. Yep. They run a lot of offense and initiate a lot of offense through the middle of the floor with Amir. And so to not have him, I mean, you could you could lean on Jordan Miller to do some of that stuff. And Miller is Jordan Miller is an awesome awesome player. Yeah. But um, you know, I just think it's it's a little diminished unless Amir you know is can somehow get somewhere close to. Fully, fully, you know, as close as he can to 100%. And it just stinks because, like, with him, I think Miami's like a Sweet 16, Elite 18. Without him, I, I don't, I, you know, I get a little worried. I mean, they could, they could lose to Drake with or without uh, him. Drake is really good, too. Yeah. Y- yes yeah. or no, healthy uh, Norchad, Omir, uh, Miami could be in the Final Four. Yeah, t- yes, totally. Okay. Um, so I need to know. Yeah, I have Miami I so. in the final four. I'm counting on Norchad O'Meara. Yeah. Uh, I'm counting on him coming back. Uh, and uh, on that note, we have to say goodbye to Brian Geisinger. Uh, the uh, the old league pass lair. And, of course, Pack Pride, right. Devil's Den, Streaking the Lawn, all of it. Uh, at Guys underscore bird. I'll talk to you later, man. Yeah, you guys be good. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons. Highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.